My name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA uh, LLC based in California, somewhere between Sacramento and San Francisco. And Real People USA, we bring on interesting people to talk about uh, current topics and the topics that are on the minds of most Americans. Today's guest is Samantha Markle, and she is a supporter of Reuben Young, who's running for Congress as a Republican in District 25 in the South Broward uh, section of uh, South Florida, which is uh, Dania Beach, Hollywood, Hollandale, Davie, Weston, Miramar, and uh, let's see what else, and Pembroke Pines. So without further delay, I would like to welcome to the Real People USA podcast, Samantha Markle. Good morning, Samantha. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And, um, and I'm definitely excited to be supporting Reuben Young. Um, I, I think this is just, this is critical at this time in history. So that being said, um, I, I'm just, I'm delighted to be here. So, Samantha, uh, again, thanks for being a guest today. I know you have a busy day ahead of you. My first question for people who may or may not know who Samantha Markle is, please give us a, a sort of a bio of who Samantha Markle is. Well, first and foremost, I'm an American. I'm a Floridian. I am a devout Trump supporter. Um, and, yes, I happen to be the sister of Meghan Markle. Um, who's a Democrat, so she is my political antithesis. Um, but all things considered, I think, you know, more than anything, um, my life has um, gone in different directions over the last few years. I am definitely um, an advocate of honest and ethical media and news, and like our president, am adamantly opposed to the fake news media that's dominating mainstream media today. Um, so I will, I'll, I'll just start there. And I'm a strong believer in truth, in justice. I'm a constitutionalist. Um, I'm really about border security. I think that is critical now. I'm pro-life. I believe that we need God back in our institutions, our educational system in this country, because that's what this country was predicated on. Um, I believe in family law and order, which we've seen, has been totally eroded at the hands of Democrats. And um, our, our country, I think, has gone in a really horrible direction because of all things Democrat. So I'll, I'll start there with saying that, um, thank God, you know, going into midterms, I see all of this changing, but we have to be really aggressive about making sure that Republicans take the House and the Senate to accomplish that. Exactly. And I totally agree with you. And uh, so that's the reason why I, I like Reuben Young and I, I connected with him about uh, almost two years ago. So why are you supporting Reuben Young? What, what caught my attention about him um, is that like Reuben, I'm a former Democrat. I voted for Donald Trump. But before, um, when Donald Trump was president, but before then I was naively a Democrat. And, um, you know, I think Ruben sees, like I do, how great this country was under Donald Trump and how much we've lost under Democrat leadership. Ruben is a strong constitutionalist. He understands and sees the importance of border security, 
oh my God, the chaos we've experienced under this administration has, has killed our economy. It's, um, it's put our national security in dire straits. We've lost control of law and order, election integrity. And Ruben's a Christian. I mean, he sees the damage that's been done by Democrats pushing their atheist agenda in our schools and in our institutions. Um, you know, he, I also like that he understands the importance of small businesses and their role in the GDP and a healthy economy. So his core values are consistent with mine and with those of American patriots. And especially, you look at Miami, the Hispanic community. He's pro-life, he's Christian. He believes in the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness instead of the socialist agenda that Democrats are pushing. Like many Hispanics have fled from countries like Venezuela. Um, you know, they came here to pursue the American dream and little do they know the Democrats have a totally different plan in mind, not unlike what Maduro was doing with Venezuela. Yeah, exactly. it's, 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 un it's unbelievable, but I applaud Ruben for carrying the torch for those issues. Exactly. Now, um, the information you told me about you used to be a Democrat, that's new to me. So what motivated you other than, you know, being a former Democrat and, and loving Donald Trump like I, like I did, at least his platform and his energy and his truthfulness, what, what else got you motivated to be involved in politics and, and these economic issues? Um, like everyone else in this country, I think in, in shock right now over what's happened um, at the hands of Democrats, I've watched um, our national security um, crash into a mountain. I've watched the erosion of the United States Constitution. I've watched us lose energy independence, selling out to other countries. Our economy, obviously now, um, second quarter, now we're in a recession. I've watched our educational institutions destroy young minds at the hands of Democrats who want to push CRT and push gender agendas and political agendas into schools um, to younger kids. It's not even age appropriate to discuss is issues like that with children. Um, so, you know, the Democrats are destroying our next generation. I've watched our religious institutions be pushed to the curb, even vilified. I've watched the moral fiber law and order of this country uh, just suffocate. I've watched our military be attacked and divided uh, along political lines, um, weakened. You know, we just lost 40, 50,000 um, servicemen and women in the Marines because of vac vaccine status. Um, we're and, and I think that's all part of an agenda. I think the radical left wanted to weaken this country from every corner structurally so that we're defenseless. We're divided, we're de demoralized, we're defenseless, and therefore easier to conquer. I think it's all in a playbook somewhere. And, and I think it's in the hands of globalists and the Chinese Communist Party. So um, Democrats, Look at it this way. I mean, I, this is an, an analogy I think that's appropriate. Democrats have this country in a political and economic nosedive with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as pilot and co-pilot. So if you want to envision it like that, I think 
if we're to survive this nation, it's critical that we have our rightful president, Donald Trump, in office, Governor DeSantis, and Republicans in the House and the Senate to pull us up so that we can cruise once again at the altitude we were at when Donald Trump was in office. That's right. So, Samantha, oh, go ahead. No, it's terrifying what has happened. Right. That's right. So you mentioned um, immigration or illegal immigration. And my thought on it is I if someone gave me a million dollars, Samantha, I could sell it. And I'm not a I'm not a Democrat. Why? What do you see as a as a as a practical immigration strat- strategy? And why can't the Democrats sell this thing in a way that you and I talked about a couple of days ago? Well, I think the immigration strategy we had when Donald Trump was in office was successful. Um, illegal or immigrants who wanted to be here. Let's face it, we're all immigrants. We all came from somewhere else, you know. But now. In, um, in an organized society, there's a process that makes it fair for all, for those who have put sweat equity into this country, um, our founding fathers, our servicemen and women who have uh, sacrificed and died for this country, who have built a functional society. So others who want to come here and share in that, because we can only take in so many people at a time and we've got budgets to consider that can only handle so much, there's, there's an apportioning and a process that allows people to come in legally through the application process. Hopefully they will learn the Constitution, learn our way of life, and become productive contributing members of our society. We welcome that. But what's going on now is totally, totally the opposite of that. It's absolute mayhem. It's going to endanger our societies. It's going to overly burden our justice system, our law enforcement, our budgets. And I think it's, it's a recipe for disaster and for lawlessness. Um, but what the Biden administration are doing, they're, they're putting people who are not vetted, who can be felons or terrorists, on buses and trains, and then and giving them more money than our veterans even get. What, $3,700? They get bus tickets, they get red carpet treatment, and they're being bused the red states to hopefully change the voting constituency in favor of Democrats. Well, that's like a, a, a scary bait and switch tactic for those immigrants who think they're going to come here and realize the American dream, only to find that they're not wanted, they're not getting what Biden promised them, and, um, and he's endangering our communities by doing so. It's just a disastrous and I'd say criminal way of bringing more people into this country just so he can have uneducated people pushing buttons at the voting polls in favor of Democrats, which, you know, brings us obviously to the need for voter ID, um, proper vetting of immigrants. And they shouldn't be allowed to vote if they're illegal immigrants. They should have to be legitimized and legal uh, before they're allowed to vote. Yes, I totally agree with that. And as a, as a person uh, whose family is both from Haiti and Cuba, I can tell you that many people who have come here, you know, years ago, they did not come here to have the same type of uh, situation that existed in, in the countries of, of Haiti and Cuba and Venezuela and, and Mexico. Mm-hmm. They didn't come here for that. They came here for the American dream. 
Right, which is why it's it, it's it's a bait and switch tactic that this administration is using to get people here, not telling them, and people like Debbie Wasserman won't tell them in their communities that that's what the Democrats are doing. That you know we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give you handouts and checks and promise you the American dream, and there's a, a huge socialist agenda at play in this country. And if the Democrats had their way, we would be Venezuela. That's what globalists want right now. I mean, they've been forthcoming out there and saying, you know, and I, I don't even think it's a joke, you will have nothing and be happy. Well, that's not what people are struggling to come here for. That's not what our founding fathers fought and died for. That's not what our servicemen and women have sacrificed and died for. And so we have to do everything we can to prevent this socialist agenda from moving into our communities and occupying this country. That's right. <clears throat> and I want to I want to plug Heather Vernillo, who's running for county commission there in Pinellas County in my hometown of Tampa, Florida. That's her famous or her most quoted statement from Klaus Schwab. You will have nothing <laughs> and be happy about it. So there you go, Heather. Yeah. Somebody else knows about that statement. <laughs> so well, that's, um, that's Scary, very scary. So, Samantha, why does it seem, I call him Let's Go Brandon. I, I let you get away with using his real name, but I just say, we say mm -hmm. Let's Go Brandon on this podcast, but you're forgiven. Um, why does it seem that Let's Go Brandon is freely implementing policies that seem unconstitutional? And I think you talked about the ND. AA, the, the national, what you, go ahead, it was part of the Patriot Act. Tell us what that's about. The, Nas, the National Defense Authorization Act. Um, yeah, it, it, that, that is a scary piece of legislation. Um, when Kathleen Forrester struck it down on the grounds that it's wholly unconstitutional, uh, Barack Obama appealed it and got it pushed through. And what this says, um, I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge act. So I'm just going to touch on the parts that strip United States citizens of constitutional uh, protection. That really is terrifying. The, the NDAA states in no uncertain terms that the president has the sole discretionary authority to decide who and what acts constitute enemies against the state and crimes against the enemies of the state and crimes against the state respectively. And so what that means is that Joe Biden can decide who is an enemy of the state and and what acts that they've committed uh, constitute crimes against the state. And we see that uh, by teachers, for example, being run under the hub of Homeland Security under the NDAA calling teachers terrorists because they want to protect the education of their children. They don't want critical race theory forced down their children's throat. They want their kids in school learning reading, writing, and arithmetic, not political agendas of the radical left. And so the NDAA says that the president has this sole discretionary authority. What it also does is strip even American citizens of the 5th and 14th Amendment of the Constitution of their due process rights. You or I can disappear at the president's behest for an unspecified amount of time with no due process, with no attorney, no questions asked. That is dictatorial power. 
being flown under the guise of the NDAA. And I knew when Barack Obama pushed this through, one of the first things I said was, oh, my God, in the wrong hands, in the, in the hands of a corrupt president, right, which I believe we have in office now, this is dangerous because we lose what we feel are our protections under the Constitution. So, yeah, it's great that we have a written constitution, but this president has found a loophole in the NDAA to abuse executive power. Mm-hmm. And this explains our January 6th people who have been detained uh, for going on almost two, well, not two years, but maybe a year and some change for some people. They're probably using the NDAA to keep these people uh, locked up without any type of uh, legal uh, remedy. Well, exactly. I mean, and and January sixth, I'm I'm uh, I'm really adamant that January sixth is not the insurrection. The insurrection was the rioting that happened all over this country, the looting, the vandalism, the destruction of our historical monuments, the attacks on our cities at the hands of lawless Democrats. And why isn't, of course, a corrupt president is not going to go after those who enabled his radical left agenda. But, you know, you you would think that when we talk about the Patriot Act and protecting national security, homeland security, that those would be the first to be charged and tried and imprisoned, not patriots who innocently happen to be um, at the Capitol on January 6th, many of whom nobody was armed there. And don't get me started on Ashley Babbitt. I mean, these are people who were there um, demonstrating their patriotism. And Donald Trump was very forthcoming. We all heard him say, go and peacefully protest. You know, he wanted Americans to have their voices heard. So he wasn't responsible for what happened. And we have also heard that a lot of this was staged. So, you know, I could go on and on about that, but police were waving patriots in. So the NDA, this was staged, and the NDAA to use that as a device for unjustly prosecuting patriots who did nothing wrong, especially when this was all staged, I think is just um, gross abuse of law and the Constitution. And here's a loophole that allows it, you know, coupled with corruption. This is incredibly dangerous. That's right. That's right. So we just have a few more questions to go. So my next question, Samantha, is, and, and this is, and, and, and Ruben is a great fan of Donald Trump, love him or hate him, and I'm speaking about Donald Trump, why <laughs> are Trump's policies great for all Americans, regardless of political affiliation? Because I've seen some Democrats make a major move to the Republican Party. Um, well, I think I think Democrats, you know, uh, Reuben Young and and me and and Democrat leaders have really seen the damage and destruction that's occurred at the hands of Democrat policy at the behest of radical left. Many Democrats have been corrupted by the radical left, by globalists, by the Chinese Communist Party, and Donald Trump is the biggest threat to them because Donald Trump. We saw the strong economy that benefited all of us, regardless of race, color, or creed, under Donald Trump's leadership. We had boosted education. Small businesses were thriving for minorities and legal immigrants. He defended the Constitution 
I mean, he is, uh, you know, he, he's definitely light in the window of this country and the world, but he defended the Constitution so that we could all realize the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness without having to worry about a corrupt government or foreign adversary intruding like what we're seeing now. We're seeing China buying up so much of our farmland. Now, that, that's just crazy. That's incredibly dangerous. Um, they're waging a soft war against us. And if Donald Trump were in office, none of this would be happening. His success is why the Democrats have stopped at nothing to attack him. And so um, our allies and our adversaries alike know that Donald Trump will not be bullied. We need him. We need him for national security. We need him for world security. And everybody knows it. Yes, I do agree. And so my uh, second to the last question is that, you know, we talked about the U.S. Constitution a couple of days ago, and we both agree that it is the greatest document ever written in the world. And, and we look at our neighbors to the north. Whoops. <laughs> we look at our neighbors to the north in Canada who thought that they had a great life for the last, you know, hundred and some years. And now we see can't Canadians just throwing up their arms because Justin Trudeau is basically saying you have no rights. What are your thoughts about Canada and and how Great Britain uh, sort of uh, did not give them a constitution? Um, I you know I I think clearly um, more countries need written constitutions. In fact, when when I was learning a little bit about Great Britain, I found it interesting that they've got an unspoke, that they've got like this verbal constitution. Well, that doesn't solidify rights and protections like we have them in the United States. Um, our rights can't be infringed upon by a corrupt government. The constitution was written so that a corrupt government can't come in and overthrow the people. We can pursue life, liberty, and happiness without being fringed on generally. And so um, when we look at rights like the right to free speech, um, you know, as a constitutional republic, we make progress, we grow, we, um, we build our societies based on open and free communication. Um, we have the right to bear arms, to defend ourselves against foreign adversaries. Um, our due process rights protect us in everything that we do legally um, and it's really sad that, like what Justin Trudeau is doing right now in Canada, that a dictator can come in and tell you that you have no rights, you can't speak, you're going to live how he says you're going to live with what income he says you're going to have. Um, and, and now what we see Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab doing, eventually dictators will have us eating what they want us to eat, like grub worms, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I think that's crazy, but um, our Constitution has to be preserved at all costs. And again, let's get back to the NDAA. That has to be sealed off when President Trump gets back in office. Because it's a dangerous power, it is too broad, and it's being abused by this administration. When, you know, when teachers uh, can be considered terrorists, uh, we've gone way too far in allowing uh, the corrupt elite radical left to decide our policy because they'll find a loophole like the NDAA 
give an inch and take a mile. They won't stop with teachers. Yeah, January 6th patriots. You're patriot. You know, you, you, you defend the Constitution in America and you want law upheld uh, and you want your children protected and you are a terrorist to be villainized within our own justice system that is now being corrupted as well. Oh my God, we've got to get a grip on this. And Donald Trump, um, uh, I don't think we can afford to wait until 2024. So I'm hoping for a loop. <laughs> I'm hoping for a loophole there so he can get in before 2024. You know, Samantha, I totally agree with you. We cannot wait until 2024. Um, so I have one extra question I, I just thought about before I ask the, this, this last one. I mean, a lot of these people have billions of dollars. They're, they're multi-billionaires, the, the World Economic Forum. It's, it's a group of, of millionaires and billionaires. And you would think, Samantha, that they have enough money to live their lives and do fun things. What do you think is the motivation for them to say, I'm, I want even more. I want to control people to the point where we have uh, people around the world, uh, you know, pretty much in a position of being slaves. What are your thoughts on that? Well, th uh, this is certainly unprecedented. It's something I never thought I would see in my lifetime. I was born in 1964, and um, I couldn't envision anything like this. It's straight out of the Twilight Zone. But there was a global agenda going on long ago. I mean, even in the 1980s, the Klaus Schwab's and the Rothschild's, this has all been in the works for a long time. And when we, sadly, when we have legal loopholes like the NDAA and a lot of this um, push for control can be um, manipulated under the umbrella of the NDAA and the radical left can all, the radical globalists can all get together and decide that they want to rule the world um, and get rid of our borders and spend our economy globally instead of allowing it to stay in America. You know, everything that Americans have worked, fought and died for, our tax dollars, now it's being sent to other countries in an effort to deplete our strength in America, to take away our energy independence, to take away our economy. I think it's pretty sick, but they found a loophole to do that. And elitists are being paid a lot of money to facilitate this agenda. So it's not just Klaus Schwab, it's not just globalists, it's also the Chinese Communist Party, who um, clearly, I mean, Bobolinsky pointed out to us, and we've seen the emails, we've all heard about Hunter Biden's laptop. We know there's an agenda there and the, the Biden family were being paid. Hunter Biden was being paid for influence and for access to his father. And a lot of what we see now, um, starting with Afghanistan, um, you know, that, that disastrous pullout and arming the Taliban with $86 billion of our high-tech equipment, that wasn't just flop haphazard. That was planned. Nobody could be that stupid as to withdraw like that, leaving us and our allies in dire straits, leaving all of that equipment there. But China wanted access to the lithium and to have roadways up to the north. China wanted control of Afghanistan. 
and they got it because of Joe Biden's withdrawal. Well, it started there. I believe that was all in Xi Jinping's playbook. So everything that has happened has happened at the behest of globalists and Xi Jinping. And um, apparently Democrats have a price. And that's the one thing I'll say about Republicans. Republicans can't be bullied. They can't be paid off. And we need Donald Trump in sooner than 2024 to save us from this mad, uh, it's like a mad scientist controlling the planet, this corruption um, that, that really will render us all destitute and much like Venezuela. We've seen our economy crash. We're not far from that. We are literally hanging by a thread uh, because of, of globalist greed and corruption. And I, you know, I don't know what the more immediate solution before 2024 is other than Republicans taking control of the House and the Senate making sure that Democrats can't further their agenda. And we have to drain the swamp. We have to impeach those who are feeding globalists and handing our national security and our economy on a silver platter over to globalists. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you see we have um, these people like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, and I hate to say it, there are a lot of grifters and a lot of fake Republicans running for office. I believe Rubin is running against one. Um, but do you see? Do you see what I'm what I'm seeing with some of these Republicans who seem like they have uh, signed up to get checks from China to uh, to basically uh, uh, not defend their own country and 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 take the and take the money. Well, sadly, for the rhinos and um, for those who are corrupt and who put money ahead of principle and national security, what they don't realize is, yeah, eventually they can go hide on an island somewhere, but they're shooting themselves in the foot because ultimately it's like the old saying, first they come for them, then they come for you, is Mm -hmm. that, you know, they may feel as though they're driving an advantage when really they're going to be enslaved by globalists themselves. And so are their children and their grandchildren. Uh, So, you know, I hope they enjoy the paycheck. You know, that's a deal with the devil uh, at its ugliest right there. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that, uh, Samantha, I want to thank you for bringing that up because here in California, uh, Gavin Newsom and Nancy Pelosi and all of the corrupt Mm -hmm. California state legislators for 20, 25 years they pandered to illegal aliens. They pandered to the LGBT community. They pandered mm-hmm. to the few black Americans that live. California only has 5% black population to many people's surprise. And then when COVID hit and maybe a few years before COVID, the California government began to actually hurt the same people that supported them for 20, 25, 30 years. And I think people around the rest of the country are starting to say, wait a minute, these guys loved us for 20 years, for 30 years. And now these uh, these globalist policies, these socialist slash communist policies are starting to uh, affect or impact everybody, regardless of what your previous uh, political um, pedigree was. What do you what are your thoughts? Well, this is, uh, you know, God, 
I got, I can't stand Gavin Newsom. Um, I think he's <laughs> dangerous. Um, it, it, this is all typical of a divide and conquer strategy. Any anyone with a political functioning uh, frontal lobe understands that you can't conquer a society that is strong, that's moral, that's united, that is strong in their individual and social identity. And when you look at some of these gender policies aimed at children, um, they are totally designed to confuse, uh, to corrupt, to um, break down the self-esteem and identity of our young minds and our next generation. We've been attacked at every area of our society, including the military, as a device for division and to hobble our military. So divide and conquer strategies are easy. You take a society that's strong in its individual and social identity, and you have to find a way to put pawns in place to break that up and get everybody confused and scattering and distracted. So yeah, the pandemic definitely was uh, integral in that, but all of these other social issues that we're looking at are depressing our younger generation. Suicidal ideation is going up. Our, our young people don't even know what gender they are, but at an early age, they're, they're not supposed to figure that out until they're past puberty anyway. So you've got teachers, you've got politicians in there confusing the hell out of them when their frontal lobes aren't even developed enough to understand abstract, con abstract concepts like gender identity. I mean, most of them want to be firemen and princesses. They don't understand abstract concepts yet like gender. So it's being imposed upon them by teachers and politicians, all in a strategy and an effort to confuse them and to demoralize them and to depress them. And ultimately, I think it's affecting the young population. We're seeing suicide, um, you know, the gender altering of children, even at the age of five, that's going to have deleterious consequences in terms of health, in terms of um, death, in terms of medical malpractice. There's so many consequences to that that are going to destroy our younger generation that for Democrats to not only allow that but to encourage it is mentally ill. It's deranged. It's like we're back in ancient Rome. And uh, mm -hmm. I think I think something's got to be done about that. It's just crazy what Democrats are doing to conquer and divide. And that's all at the behest of not just globalists, but the Chinese Communist Party. And they've made it clear in the purchasing of our farmland uh, that they want to reign superior. They waged a soft war against us. They want America. This is not, you know, it, I, I don't think we're going to see a um a wide-scale war it's not going to be big and explosive and abrupt uh, i think they're doing it progressively uh and and that has to be stopped too so mm -hmm. without going too wide with this i think i think anyone involved in this feeding into the agenda of the chinese communist party should be charged and tried for treason especially politicians like gavin newsom for feeding into this because of their own greed without looking at the long-term ramifications of what they are doing to this country. Not just long-term ramifications, but in the short term, it's already happening. We're in so much danger right now. I think people are um, 
scrambling. I mean, Donald Trump is uh, like a glass of water in the desert to most of us because we are being so stripped of our basics, you know, food, water, our economy, our sense of security. And it's not just the young generation. Adults are feeling the same thing. That's right. That's right. I'll, I'll just tell you this. Uh, on the West Coast, Washington, Oregon, California, uh, they're trying to do it to Arizona. They're, they're making progress, unfortunately, in Michigan and Illinois and Pennsylvania. And, and there's about probably 10 to 15 states with uh, Democrat governors where this agenda is being ex- implemented and executed. And it's a shame. And I agree with you. These people should be tried with, with treason and sent to Guantanamo mm-hmm. um, without delay. So here's my last question. Yeah. Uh, why do you think, and this is a, a, a sort of like a personal question. I want to get your feedback because Real People USA is about to launch something. But why do you think black Americans are still clinging, clinging on to the false promises or lies told by the Democrat Party, these these lies have been told since the 60s, and that these lies are still being told in 2022. Well, let's face it. Um, you know, there are poor communities across the country um, that that consist of you know white, black, Hispanic Americans. But when we look at the black community community um, since the 60s. Um, Larger black populations have been centralized, have been notoriously poorer communities. Um, they haven't been given the resources that other neighborhoods have. And a lot of that does stem from racism, but we've been making a lot of progress as you know we see now. I think though what Democrats don't talk about, and I agree with Candace Owens on this, is that Democrats have always had a racist agenda. Democrats, uh, and that's the, don't take my word for it. Democrats, look at um, Margaret Sanger, who by no coincidence, Hillary Clinton stated that she admires. Margaret Sanger was the founder of Planned Parenthood, who had an agenda of weeding out the black population and put Planned Parenthood abortion clinics in poor black communities. She didn't put them in white communities. She put them in black communities. And that wasn't to help black mothers and it wasn't to help strengthen black families or they would have been putting economic resources into those communities and counseling to help relieve some of the socioeconomic stresses that black families were feeling that was tearing them apart. They weren't building black families, they were breaking them down and killing their babies. That's what abortion clinics do, it's murder. And so I think to um, strategically put uh, Planned Parenthood in black communities, clearly um, reeks of, you know, a a eugenic uh, agenda. And it doesn't stop there, though. I mean, we we look at, let's go back to the fact that Democrats were proponents of slavery. (laughs) They're trying to hide it now. People like Debbie Wasserman don't talk about that. Um, They can't hide it, though, because... You've, you've got Hillary Clinton out there open, openly admiring someone like Margaret Sanger. You've got Joe Biden out there, and he was quoted as saying this. He can't retract it now. 
that he didn't want his kids going to schools in a racial jungle during desegregation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's so much out there that's been put out there by Joe Biden screaming that he's a racist. Um, I, I don't think people like this change overnight. And I think their agenda still, they're, they're suggesting, they're putting out the opiate of the people to black communities by giving them paychecks and by promising a better life. But, but what they're actually giving them is um, they're fostering dependency as a mechanism for control. They're lowering academic standards in schools um, and CRT, I, I think, is aimed at the same thing. They're lowering academic standards as a device for dumbing down. And what the black community doesn't realize is all this is going to do is keep them oppressed. They're not saying, hey, we'll help give you the tools to meet these academic standards. They're saying, let's just remove the standards altogether. So, you know, you can stay um, below competition. You won't make as much money because you won't be competitive. That's all that it's doing. And, and people don't even see it because it's candy coated. It's put in a nice box with a bow around it that says, we're doing this for the black community because we feel that white privilege has kept you all down. Well, then why wouldn't they give the black community the tools to compete? Why, why just say, okay, be apathetic, be passive, be lazy, don't succeed. Obviously, the black community is not going to be able to get ahead with policies like that in place. And Democrats don't talk about that because mm-hmm. they don't want their agenda realized because there would be a revolution. Yeah, I recall, Samantha, uh, from just you know, as an economics graduate I, and just looking at different economic uh, stories and you know things involving sociology. There was a a, a rumor or conspiracy theory that uh, President Johnson said when when blacks were allowed to vote or given the rights to vote. Uh, Johnson said that we need to get get these blacks in in the Democrat Party, or you know, he said we would need we need to get these blacks voting in the Democrat Party and give them and give them money and give them food stamps. And he said, "This is a, this is the conspiracy theory of someone who wrote the memoirs of President Johnson. The memoirs said President Johnson wanted to have blacks voting for you know for Democrats for two hundred years. He didn't say blacks. He used the N word." He said, we would have these N-words voting for us for 200 years, so we might as well start giving them money so that they can uh, you know, always vote for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the opiate of the people. It's a false promise. And they're doing it to Hispanics, too. They're doing it to illegal immigrants, baiting them here with you know, the, the, the minimum amount required to, to meet their basic survival needs, you know, housing and um, without giving them the extra tools to get ahead. It's so that they can keep them dependent because that means they can control them. And um, I, I just think it's sick. I just think we need Donald Trump in office. Donald Trump was um, improving lives for black communities, educational programs, um, small businesses, and Democrats don't talk about that. 
And Democrats are doing nothing. Democrats are giving, you know, like you said, these little little handouts to keep the black community dependent while still mm-hmm. pushing their abortion agenda. And who is that going to appeal to most? The people who um, don't have access to education or maybe expensive doctors to get ultrasounds, who don't have the means to feed extra mouths. And what's sick is that Democrats are even using economics as a way of candy coating and selling the idea of killing babies instead of birth control, instead of strengthening black families and minority families so that they can be fully informed and plan on families when they're ready to have them and have the income to do so. Uh, so I think, you know, when we, when we look at people like Margaret Sanger, I think Democrats are totally manipulating the idea of controlling population with abortion, with limited education. And, and people don't even see it. And it's not even just minority populations. They're doing it to, to white Americans too. They're doing it to all Americans right now. You know, when you, I watch Jesse Waters walk around New York City asking people questions. Most people don't even know who Kamala Harris is. <laughs> education is not, and no, it's not being, education is not important in society anymore. Back to the divide and conquer strategy. The best way to conquer a society is to dumb everybody down. And my God, it's happening. Uh, so dumb people down, control the population, weed out people who will be in the way. Don't, don't let them be informed and educated, uh, especially the young generation, because that means that the next generation will be easily puppeted and controlled. And mm-hmm. this is, so it makes me wonder if when Joe Biden went to meet with Maduro, if he got his playbook and he's, you know, going by the numbers in terms of crashing society and turning it into Venezuela. Yes. Uh, there's a book, and I think some people know about it, and they know this name of Saul Alinsky. And Saul Alinsky wrote the book uh, uh, or the, the how to, uh, it was how to ruin the economy or something like that. So there's eight mm-hmm. rules of how to destroy an economy. And Saul Alinsky was um, one of Barack Obama's, uh, not, not direct mentors, but he, Barack Obama used um, uh, Saul Alinsky's book to begin the transformation of the United States from a great empire down to where we have it now. So, so I'll tell you what, Samantha, can you please close us out with any final comments? And uh, I want to thank you for being a guest on the Real People USA podcast. Well, thank you so much. I just want to say, um, again, Ruben Young understands what Democrats have been doing. He understands the importance of bringing God back into society, of securing our borders, of energy independence, because that's huge in our economy and our security, our ability to fight a war. We need to be energy independent. Um, instead of, you know, begging other countries for oil and sending out our reserves. Oh, my God. Um, I, I think Ruben understands everything the Democrats are doing and um, that they've tried to eradicate now in terms of our national strength. We need to bring that back instead of letting Democrats destroy it for their own greed and power. And I believe Ruben Young is going to fight for that. So, uh, we need him. 
Yes, we do. And Ruben has, has put together, uh, between he and I, put together some, a pretty good strategy. We do have the risk and the probability of some crooked election official, officials there in South Broward. We know about it. We, mm-hmm. knew who, we know who the people are. Uh, but we need, we need to just overwhelm the, the, the crooked and the fraud factor in, in his race. And we know that Ruben's uh, primary opponent is nowhere near the caliber of, of Ruben Young. And uh, as, as far as uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, I mean, I didn't even know she was still in office until I met Ruben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, moving, so I want to thank Samantha thank Markle uh, for being a guest on the Real People USA podcast. Our website is rpusa.org. My direct telephone number is 726 Zero triple nine, and for uh, podcast listeners, please look forward to Real People Twenty Twenty Four, where we will talk about how we can take back our party because our local, state, and national GOP uh, organizations—they're not doing us uh, any any great service at all. So uh, we need to replace them. So thank you, Samantha. Have a great day. Thank you, and God bless America. Yes.